flight or on a bus ride. So that's probably my, my favorite. Yeah. It's the athlete life. <laughs> Got to treat you right. So let's backtrack a little bit. So you were born in Lagos, Nigeria. So when did you move to the States? Uh, I moved to the United States when I was about two years old. So I've, I've lived here most of my whole life. Okay. And why why did you move to the States? Yeah, so I mean, my parents, uh, they kind of just wanted to have the ability for us to kind of just go wherever we want with the world and all that stuff. And they felt that, you know, coming to the U.S. was, you know, an opportunity to allow us to really accomplish whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the U.S. is a lot different from Nigeria, and there's certain things that, like, you can do here that, you know, people don't really think of mm-hmm. in Nigeria. So the ability yeah. for us to use our imagination and make life what we want yeah. um, is really why my parents brought us mm-hmm. And so have you since visited Nigeria, since you since you moved to the States? I've only visited back one time. I was, like, six years old. So uh-huh. I, my parents go back every year, though. But, um, I, but you stay here? Yeah, I yeah. stay here. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Um... And so when did when did football really come to the picture? When did you start playing? So I didn't start playing football until middle school. Uh, oh, wow. I started until I was 11. Uh, my mom never wanted me to play football. <laughs> um, I was always a big soccer player, played basketball, uh, played a little bit of baseball. But I just always had a love for football ever since um, I came to the U.S. I lived in Baltimore, so obviously big Ravens fan. Yeah. Grew up watching Ray Lewis and uh-huh. Ed Reed and all those guys. So, you know, that's definitely where my passion of football came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm from from Richmond, Virginia, so Ravens fan as well. No Commanders. Uh, I have actually a big, big, like life size fat head of Ray Lewis on my wall. I got pictures of him everywhere. Huge Ravens fans. Yeah. Um. So obviously, like you said, Mister Do It All for sports when you're younger. Um. Did any of your parents or siblings play in sports? Yeah, uh, my mom was like a really good field hockey player in Nigeria. She was probably one of the best uh, field hockey players in in the in the country. Wow. My dad played a lot of sports growing up. He played soccer. My grandma played basketball. Um, my grandpa ran track. Like the oh. was very athletic. <laughs> yeah. Got the athletic genes. I like it. I like it. Um, so when was it? Like, how old are you? Or what grade did you realize that you wanted to focus on football? Um, I would say when I when I got to high school. Um, my first year of football, I was like decent. Like I was just mm-hmm. a fast kid. I was. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I didn't realize till probably about eighth grade when I was like huge. I went through this huge growth spurt. Grew, <laughs> I grew like eight inches in two years. Wow. Forty five pounds, and you know, I, that's when I realized I could be really good at football. I was soccer is actually my best sport, but wow. I just decided, uh, you know, probably long term, and just because I just always loved football. Um, mm-hmm. It was just something that because I had to work, I had to work really hard to be good at football. Soccer uh-huh. came naturally, so. I just like the aspect that I, I was able to work hard at something and, and get good at it in such a short amount of time. Yeah. You ever think if you stuck with soccer, you could maybe play here at Villanova? <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, hopefully. I mean, I, I played on a lot of really good club teams growing up, and soccer was my, my biggest passion. Um, I dreamed to play for the national team in Nigeria wow. growing up. So, I mean, that, that's kind of how I was mm-hmm. with, with a lot of the sports I played. Yeah. I, I always dreamed big, but soccer was definitely my, my niche growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, USA's got a got a really big game tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so rooting for them. Yeah, because I, I saw that you um, you're in four varsity letters in track and field, three in football, and one in basketball. So very talented. Um, going to the going to the football side of it. Has running back always been your prime position? Because I know you were an all county running back as a senior and an all league running back as a junior, but you're also an all metro defensive back as a senior. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um, yeah. So I just. I always played both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. so that was fun. But um, yeah, I, sorry, what was your question? I just got have, has like has running 
Has running back always been your main position? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I actually always wanted to play receiver growing up. Wow. I just – Randy Moss was one of my favorite players growing up. Mm-hmm. But I also liked LT a lot. Yeah. And, you know, just – I was always a bigger kid as a running back. Um, I was always fast. Um, so, I, and where I'm from, we don't really throw the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of had no choice. All the best athletes played running back, so I kind of just stuck with mm-hmm. it for early years. Yeah. And obviously, I know, I know you said that you got into it late middle school. Um when did you decide or realize that you could play at a Division One level? Like, was there a breakout game or a season that, that really, like, sparked your mind or caught the interests of college coaches? Yeah, so um, my sophomore year, actually, uh, was my first full year on varsity. Um, I, my, my high school was a perennial, like, state champion. Yeah. Like, really good. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of couldn't figure it out. I was a mm-hmm. young guy, but I was really talented, but I couldn't really figure it out, you know. And just one playoff game, they asked me to start at running back, and I – Five, playoff game playoff game like state semifinals and, wow uh, I had five carries for 150 yards <laughs> and two in the first half other running back never got his job back <laughs> well the other running back scored seven touchdowns <laughs> it was me and so but you know that was that was a good game for me I got hurt in the second half and so I really that was only one half of football but wow that, that was probably the moment I realized that I could mm-hmm. have the ability to be special and like and yeah um and so obviously after that game and and games beyond that, what was the college process like for you? Like, who offered you first? What visits did you take? Yeah, so my first offer was Morgan State. It's just a HBCU um, in Baltimore, mm-hmm. Maryland. And, you know, it kind of started right after my junior year. I just ran for about 1,300 yards. Um, <laughs> Casually 1,300. <laughs> 20 touchdowns. And it was, it was hard because um, I split carries with somebody for most of the year. So, wow. Um, yeah, it was it was a good year. It was a special year. I played a lot on defense. I led the team in tackles as well. So I think college coaches just really liked my ability to play both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. I never really made myself lean towards one way or the other. Yeah. I kind of just was an athlete. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it started off slow. It was kind of easy, and the offers started to come in. And, you know, before my senior year, I had about 22 offers. Wow. And my senior year, I had about 35. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, mostly on offense, though. A lot of teams offer me on offense. I've always been an offensive-minded uh-huh. guy, but, um, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> What were your uh, – like, what kind of stuck out about Villanova? So, for me, um, it was just weird because after my senior year, I went right into basketball, and it was my first year playing basketball. Uh-huh. And I was like, anytime I'm on a team, I, like, want to be on a team, want to be committed. Yeah. So I, I that's smart. I take a lot of – official visits so Villanova actually happened to be my only official visit that I took wow that wasn't on purpose and uh-huh. I don't know when I got here I just I felt at home I felt the sense of family on the team they had just come off a rough season yeah and you know I just I felt that the players really wanted to see greatness come out of this program and you know I kind of liked the challenge of coming to a team that wasn't doing so well the mm-hmm. year before but had all the right pieces to to move forward so I mean that that challenge kind of really excited me and that's yeah why I, I chose that's great yeah for me i mean since like swimming i was recruited during covid year so we had no official visits um and so i actually never took a, a recruiting visit here um, i only took one recruiting visit and that was to virginia military institute um but yeah it's just that's interesting that villanova is your only only visit that's 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 nice to hear um and coming in, like, getting adjusted, was it was it hard to adjust from high school to college, like, in regards to football? Yeah, I mean, for football, I mean, I, I, I found the adjustment period not to be too crazy, just kind of because the guy that trains me at home, he was um, an NFL prospect. At one Who point. trains you? Uh, his name is Coach Plez. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, Coach Plez, he, he had an opportunity to play in the league, and 
uh, unfortunately, like, he got hurt and uh-huh. stuff. So, but he's been training me for the past six years, and, like, he kind of wow. just got me ready for the, the physical aspect uh-huh. of, of college. I didn't come in any different than I was in high school. I was yeah. big for a high school kid, so I just kind of, I've always been a guy that's focused on speed. Mm-hmm. So, me being fa- a fast guy and a guy with a track background allowed me to adjust to the physical speed mm-hmm. of the game um, pretty quickly, and then just because... My high school is just, um, you just breed really good yeah. players. Yeah, y'all, y'all I, do. I got a lot of the mental aspect out of uh-huh. it um, early. Um, so, I don't know. I just I, My adjustment period was pretty good. They, they threw me under, into the fire pretty yeah. quickly, and, and I was able to adjust. So yeah. Quickly. So, do you think you, like, would you say you adjusted, like, more quickly than other players did? Yeah, I would say just because, like, at least from, I think the, the biggest thing for college freshmen is the mental part. Yeah. And I had the mental part and the physical part. Some mm-hmm. people are trying to still figure out both. Yeah. Like, it's there, but they can't really unpack uh-huh. it. And um, I felt like I was able to unpack it pretty quickly and pretty smooth. Yeah. So, uh, can you just talk about the team this season? Uh, like, what was the team culture like? Uh, y'all went 6-5, and 4-4 five, four and four in conference play. Um, how how did you feel about the season? Yeah, I mean, I'll be the first to tell you. I mean, it was <laughs> the season we imagined. Uh-huh. Um, expectations going into the year and you know we, we had a lot of young guys that were talented but, mm-hmm. um, we kind of couldn't really put games together um, we'll get flashes here yeah flashes there but you know we weren't, weren't really able for the whole season really until the last game against Delaware uh-huh. really put it all together yeah and you know I think the, the beautiful thing is we had those young guys we got through those growing pains and you know I think next year we're going to be a really good team uh-huh. we were supposed to be good this year and we kind of wet the bed a little bit yeah <laughs> uh, every once in a while you know injuries uh-huh. and things happen and you know, I think this team is, is more than more than ready for next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so staying with the team, who on the team is the funniest? Uh, <laughs> this team's got a lot of characters, honestly, but it's probably Pringle. Uh-huh. Pringle is like there's no no matter what's going on, like <laughs> Pringle can like make any situation funny. Uh-huh. And um he's a great kid, he works hard. I think the team gravitates towards him, but nah, that that's one of the funniest dudes I've met. Uh-huh. Good stuff. So I sit in my diversity class. I sit next to Temi, um, and so he's a he's a pretty funny guy. Temi, Temi's a goofball. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, who can can bench the most on the team? Is that like like big like squatting and benching? Like do y'all have like a lot of competitions in that or? We used to. We haven't had as many, but we kind of know who the strong guys on the team. Uh, you can be honest here. Is it? it it's, not, <laughs> it's not me. I'm strong, but it's not me. Uh huh. Michael Corby, he, he's a graduate. Uh-huh. He's yeah. probably the biggest bench squad. Bigger line guy. Yeah. yeah, Danny Abraham, he was like a linebacker mid-skill type. He's transferred from Harvard, or yeah. And then Des Boykin is probably pound for pound the strongest guy. Really? He's only about 190 pounds. He's wow. He squats like 500. Oh, my gosh. He's over 300, so yeah, he's pound for pound probably the strongest kid on the team. Wow. That's good to know. So, like, that's for strength. Who would you say... And obviously, you can include yourself in this answer. Who would you say is the most athletic? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna of course say myself. I'm yeah. Best on the team, like besides besides you. Ty <laughs> is a really good athlete. Pringle as well. Mm-hmm. Ice Waxter is a really good athlete. Uh, Kayshawn Schultz is a good athlete. Uh, John Rodan has the best hops on the team. The really? He has like a 43 inch vert. 43 inch vert. He like floats in the air. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, and Brendan Bell. He's a linebacker, but, like, he probably... Yeah, you got to shout out all your teammates. <laughs> Brendan Bell is a sneaky, uh-huh. sneaky, really good athlete. Wow. Got a, lot of, got a lot of dogs on the team. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I just I want to get a sense of like what it's like like when the stadiums are or when the fan or when the the stands are full. What is it like being in the backfield? Like what what's it like? Like what are you thinking? For me, it's just like I'm trying to see how quickly I can get this crowd uh-huh. to go out there. So yeah. You know, honestly, I just that that's the type of energy that I feed off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm a big energy guy, so I, I just think about can I make plays? Can I get first downs? Can I? Whatever I could do to like help the team win. At the end of the day, like I just want us to score. Points. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. I mean, winning is fun. Yeah. The guys on the team, like I mean, it's a team. Like you see our practice, it's a bunch of goofballs. Uh huh. It's a bunch of organized goofballs together. Yeah. Just, you know, making plays yeah. together, having fun. Like, uh huh. It feels like you're in the backyard, and then the, the crowd roaring is like we dreamed of this. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. So when you do reach the end zone, most of the time, what? Is your go-to tel- go-to celebration? So normally I just you know I point to the sky. Yeah. Like, uh huh. I don't know. With so I started making plays on special teams. I just started like. Yeah. Get a get a little shrug. Yeah. Like emoji on. Uh huh. But I don't know. I just started doing that. And I just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. What um when you're sitting, do you sit in, like in your locker before the game? Like with like, do you listen to music before before your game or? So I actually like. I, my phone is connected to the aux. You know? Oh, so you're the one pumping music throughout the locker room. I just, I just I'll pick like 60 songs, uh-huh. cue them all randomly, and then, you know, I kind of just do my own thing. I'll go out to the field for a while, and I just kind of just walk around. I yeah. I can't really sit still, so uh-huh. I just got to keep moving, and I try to just see how other guys are doing and seeing if I need to pump somebody up or anything. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. So do you have like a, a pregame song you go to? Like, like what what is it? Twenty minutes by Lil Uzi. Uh huh. Probably the biggest Lil Uzi fan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was just so Spotify rap came out. What was what was your top five? So actually, so my top five was Yeet. Yeet is somebody that I really like. I listen to Yeet. Okay. Yeet, Uzi, Gunna, Future, and Drake. Yeah. That was my top five. Yeah. So those are the type of guys I like. Young boy. Like uh huh. G Herbo. Like yeah. Lil Baby is like. Yeah. Like Lil Baby. Lil Baby was my number one yeah. with Drake, Gunna, Twenty One, and Future. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um. So you had a breakout year this year in terms of playing time. You made and you obviously made the most of it. Did you do anything different differently this year in terms of like preparation in order to have this breakout season? Not really. I kind of have just been somebody who has just been, you know, like been there. Like, been there. like yeah. I, I think the ability was always there. I mean, I had to wait for my. Yeah, you had Joko last year, and so, I mean, Cove was great. Bebo's been great for us. Mm-hmm. has been good, and it's just like. I was just waiting for my opportunity, yeah. and, you know, it kind of came, and I kind of just did everything I could. I, I did this all season, you know, I went to Florida for a week and uh-huh. tried to work out with some guys to train NFL guys. And wow. Take my game to the next level, but, you know, this year was kind of just about being consistent, whether mm-hmm. it's technique-wise and, you know, preparation-wise. I just wanted to be sharper. Yeah. So I kind of think just focusing on technique in the offseason is what allowed for me to put kind of these games together and these performances together. Yeah, definitely. Was it – hard to wait like like i know that sounds like like such a a weird question but like was there like moments on the sideline where you wish like it was you like in the backfield doing that stuff like earlier yeah absolutely but i i think the good thing is that um we, we especially in the running back room we mm-hmm. developed a culture um when i got here where we don't really care who's in the game we all know we're talented i mean yeah we probably had i mean we had four starting running backs on most other teams like every, every wow could start on another team that's crazy to think about. Same room, and you know, yeah. I, honestly, like it was just—I I gotta just 
got a little lucky with mm-hmm. the playing time. Obviously, guys got injured and I had to step up. But, I mean, I just wanted to be sharper yeah. and more efficient and more consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, who – obviously, you said you're, you're a Baltimore fan. Who was your favorite person to watch when you were younger? LT. LT? Yeah, I just, I just like the idea of, you know, having a really fast back that could change direction mm-hmm. as well and then could affect the passing game too. Um, yeah, so I kind of model my game after yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, obviously, you said your favorite team is the Ravens. Is that just because you're from – from Maryland, or is there any specific reason? Well, when I moved to the U.S. when I was two years old, I lived in Baltimore. That was the okay. place I lived, so that's kind of where mm-hmm. football and everything came from. So. Yeah. And when you said you trained in Florida with, like, some NFL guys, did you, like, meet what – did you meet any, like, NFL current players, or was it just, like, kind of coaches or, uh, so like, were, speed development I people? I worked out with, uh, what's his name, Alex Collins. Did you really? Yeah, I worked out with Alex Collins for a couple of days. Yeah. It really surreal because – yeah, uh-huh. Back. So it's just me and him and the trainer. His name is Nick Hicks. Um, he works with Perform. And, you know, they train the Cook brothers, Dalvin and James Cook. Wow. That's sick. So you're getting, like, the real yeah. the real deal. So I was like, all right, like, I think this is an opportunity to really learn. And I kind of just saw my, my game and, um, you know, kind of the game move at a different speed. I kind of just started to add little, little wrinkles to my game that I didn't know that I needed. Mm-hmm. So. You know, that, that trip was very successful. And I have an opportunity to actually work out with some of the NFL guys. Wow. All season was, was honestly special. Uh-huh. Yeah. And kind of kind of going off, um, like, training in Florida and, like, being with all these big-name people, um, in terms of nervousness, like, ter- nervousness, do you get nervous before a game? Because I watched a, a video a couple years back about Jim Harbaugh when he was playing with Walter Payton and the Bears. And Walter Payton said that, he throws it before every game, and then after the first hit, he's he's fine. Like all the nerves go away. How do how do you handle your nerves? Uh, I'm usually pretty good. I usually don't get pretty nervous just because like I'm always moving around. Uh huh. Always try to. I always try to envision what I'm gonna do in a game before I actually play it. It kind of just helps everything come to me a little easier. Uh huh. Um, I would say for me, which is a crazy thing. So my first carry of every game. Uh huh. I've never scored on the first carry of a game. Before, really? It's like my legs are never really. Yeah, up, you got to get into it. Got to get into it. Which was crazy because against Albany, I scored on my first carry. Oh, really? But like you could tell at the end, like my I you were hurting a little bit. I couldn't like accelerate. Yeah. <laughs> I was about really to get caught. <laughs> that never happens. Yeah, it usually doesn't happen. Uh-huh. So I mean, that was a surreal experience. But you know, I I think the nerves kind of just. I mean, I feel like everybody gets it a little. Uh huh. I, I think I manage it pretty well. It's yeah. Not really a big thing for me though. Yeah. I don't throw up or anything. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> you keep it cool. Yeah. Um, throughout your career, have you had any injuries or, like, major setbacks that have ever, like, changed your mindset? Like, has there ever been a point in your career where you have been thinking to yourself, like, I don't want to play this sport anymore? I mean, last year was hard. I mean, I wasn't healthy, but I just didn't play a lot. Uh-huh. Last year on offense, I was just really a special teams guy. And I was like, dang, like, I know I have all this ability. Yeah. I showed flashes here and there, like, when I was given an opportunity, but... I think the biggest thing for me is I, I just understood that, you know, I, I had to find a way to make mm-hmm. a mark on the team. And we had a really talented team. Justin yeah. Huntington was one of the best running backs in the country for a couple of years. And, you know, he's one of my best friends. So I was like, all right, let me find a way to affect the game. So that's mm-hmm. when I kind of just went up to a tear and special. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It, it, it was hard. I mean, makes you question how good you are uh-huh. because you're not really getting a chance. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, like, I just trusted the process. Uh-huh. I to work every day. And, you know, I – 
I still got the opportunity to play a good amount. Like, uh-huh. I'm still considered a starter. I just didn't get a lot of reps, but. You know, I, I just I take everything with a grain of salt, and I use it to try and improve and see how I can, you know, yeah. challenge myself. A yeah, bit. I think that's an important lesson because I know for me, like swimming, like my sport, it's it's very individual. Like you don't really have to wait your turn. Like obviously, like it's more of an individual sport than it is team sport. So I've never really had to like wait or really had to have like like be behind someone. So that's really like cool to hear coming from someone who's who's had to wait his turn and and had has had to make the most of of his opportunity. Um, since you've started playing, like, what has been your goal? Has your goal always, like, been to go to the NFL, or what's, like, been your main goal since you first started playing football? Yeah, I, I always wanted to be in the NFL. Uh-huh. Um, that's something that I just, I don't know, I feel like this is my life's work. Yeah, you know, honestly. I'm just doing everything I can to just give myself an opportunity, because I feel like if I, if I just get the opportunity, I, I'm going to run with it, because, I mean, I just, it's just something I do in, in my life. Every time I get an opportunity, I feel like uh-huh. I, I've just been preparing for it, and, you know, I usually try my best to run away with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I know in your Instagram, your Instagram handle says like bang energy, spot like Lululemon. How's the how's the NL NIL process been for you? It's been interesting. Uh, I kind of just like try to play around with it a little yeah. bit last year when it first became a thing and mm-hmm. you know, some of those things it's just like all right, I just promote stuff. Like a code kind of thing, yeah. Like anything, but like there are some that are like on the lower end and then uh-huh. stuff like there's one I'm working on right now with Hydragun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw your story the, the other day. Yeah, so they sent me a sauna blanket. And wow. Out, so it's like you have a sauna in your house. Like you don't have to build a one and all that stuff. So I'm really trying to, like, make that go forward uh-huh. because, like, recovery means everything. Yeah. I, I request a lot out of my body. Uh-huh. I think, like, it's just something that, you know, I just need in my life. So I mm-hmm. just, I just yeah. I try stuff that's beneficial to me uh-huh. and stuff that I actually care about. Too. Yeah. Maybe, like, Almost kind of preparing myself for the NFL if I make yeah. it big and uh-huh. you know, I have this big endorsement at least I've had. Yeah, companies yeah that's smart because I know a lot of athletes, like they are endorsed by some brands they don't really use. So I think that's it's very important that you you actually use the stuff that, that, you're, that you're sponsored by. Has that has that blanket been life-changing? <laughs> in, in the story that I put on my Instagram, I wasn't actually asleep. People actually thought I was asleep. Really? But like the moment I put that thing away and I laid in bed, I went to sleep. Yeah. Like it's really good for your lymphatic system. It's uh-huh. really good for improving sleep. It's really good for your mental. And yeah. Like, you know, I'm a running back. I run a lot. You're, yeah. You're a swimmer. You're uh-huh. a lot, so like for me, my legs are everything. Like uh-huh. Lower body injuries. Like, yeah. Like, I can't. Yeah, knock on wood. I need my legs. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, it's just something that I've been working on. Um, I'm working on a bunch of other stuff too, but. I'm just trying to really just trying to use mm-hmm. it to build my own brand. Uh-huh. I've been trying to work on that too the last couple of years. Yeah. With all this NIL stuff. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, my uh, my brother, he runs track and cross country in college, and my dad also ran track and cross country at Duke. So they're they're big in like the weight of blankets. They 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 love weight of blankets. Um, so what are your what are your plans after this year? What are you are you staying here? Are you are you going other places? Like like what what's your what's your plan? Yeah. So um, I, I decided I'm gonna stay here for my fifth year. And, you know. Let's go. <laughs> Uh-huh. And, you know, honestly, for me, it's about finishing what I started exactly. about four years ago. And, you know, I love this team. I love this area. I love this campus. I love this university. Um, just a tremendous amount of support um, in athletics. And, um, you know, it's continuing to grow. And I think that this team has the ability to win a championship. And, you know, I think that 
you know, since since the last game we just had, I think the guys have been on a mission to, uh-huh. to really to really get after. It. And you know, I've been rehabbing myself from the injury I sustained in the season, but you know, you know, I'm doing everything I can yeah. way to, to get back so I can be with them. So uh-huh. um, yeah, I'm really excited to come back. For yeah, definitely pumped to <laughs> to still be able to watch you next year. Um, so that's all we have, or that's all the questions we have personally for TD. Um, in about a minute, we're going to get his input on this big college football coming up next weekend. So please stay tuned. We'll be back on in a minute. Hey, everyone. This is flautist Reagan Whiteside on Villanova's V891, The Roar. Alrighty, Sports Fanatic is back here. And remember, a breakfast with Santa will be held December 11th at the Inn at Villanova. Enjoy a hot chocolate bar with all the fixings or select from a full breakfast menu. Tickets are $33 for adults and $25 for children ages 3 to 12. Children age 2 and under enter free. Register for either of the two seatings on evenbright.theinn at Villanova. It's located on 601 County Line Road. Alrighty, thank you guys for joining us. We are back here with TD and we are going to get into a little college football so TD we have some big conference games this weekend who other than Villanova what do you what's your college team that you like to watch uh I used to be a really big Oregon fan growing up loved the jerseys Ooh. all that stuff Marcus Mariota uh-huh. Ken John Barner all those guys um right now it's just like I'm just a student yeah <laughs> I just like watching good football I like to have my own comments and uh-huh. I like to yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Good stuff. Yeah, Oregon unfortunately took that that loss against Oregon State. So we have some of the big games this weekend. We have 13 ranked Kansas State versus number three TCU. Uh, the game's at TCU, Big 12 championship game. Max Duggan considered a Heisman finalist. A lot of people have been questioning whether TCU should make the the college playoff. Do you do you think they should or should not? I mean, I I was really impressed really by. How they play against Iowa State. Iowa uh-huh. State is really one of the best defensive teams um, in the Big 12, and I mean, defense in the Big 12 is almost like non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also just look comparatively. I 
I watched Kansas State play Iowa State mm-hmm. earlier this year, and they only scored 10 points. It was on the road, but, uh-huh. you know, we expect Kansas State to put up points usually um, with the type of offense that they have. But mm-hmm. I, I really I really like TCU in that one. I think that Max Duggan and that offense, they're, they're gelling at the right time. They did just lose one of their top offensive weapons at uh-huh. back, but um, I really like TCU. Yeah. It looks like they got something special going on mm-hmm. there. I do, too. I think TCU is going to – I think they're going to shock some people. Then we have number one Georgia versus eleven LSU. Um, LSU is coming off a humiliating thirty-eight to twenty-three loss against unranked Texas A&M. Georgia's defense top of the charts. I think Georgia Georgia dominates this one. Yeah, I agree. I think Georgia's peaking right now. Um, I think they took it a little easy on Georgia Tech. Yeah. But, I mean, I think I think this season was was for the taking for LSU. And uh-huh. I think that Texas A&M game really just killed them. I mean, that wasn't a game they were supposed to. Uh-huh. Lose at all. So, I mean, they've made the SEC championship game, and the unfortunate thing is they're, they're about to get lost. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And for me, I think the biggest game this weekend is the Utah versus USC. Utah's 12th ranked, USC's 4th ranked. Um, USC's one loss came to Utah in October. Uh, they lost 43-42 to in overtime. Um, since USC has beaten two top 20 teams, uh, UCLA, Notre Dame, Caleb Williams, I think, in my opinion, Heisman favorite right now. I think it's going to be a close one, but I'm blowing for USC in this one. Yeah, I, I mean, Caleb, I grew up um, in a similar area as Caleb. Watching really? A lot. Really talented player. Went to Gonzaga in D.C. Uh-huh. Really good player. Yeah. The stuff he's doing now, he's been doing for years. and Really special player, but... I don't know. Something about those Utah Utes really tells me that they have their number. I mean, if you, I watched the game uh-huh. they played earlier in the year, and Utah was up fifteen. Yeah, they can hang with them. The uh huh. So um, it's just a matter of keeping Caleb Williams. Uh huh. Caleb Williams, which is hard because he also has Jordan Addison. Uh huh. From where I'm from, we actually have the same uh, receiver coach that we train with at home. So those you just know everybody. <laughs> so those two are a special bunch, and you know Caleb's. You know, he's trying to win the Heisman. Lincoln Riley in his first year with his uh-huh. team is, is bringing USC's culture back. So it'll definitely be a close game. Mm-hmm. I, I think Utah might have their number. Yeah. Um. So obviously Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC are the top four right now. Do you agree with that top four right now, or do you think um, like Ohio State or an Alabama should be in? So for me, I mean, the beautiful thing about a lot of these conference championships is we match some of these top teams with, with each other. I mean, uh-huh. SEC, Big Ten, Big 12. Yeah. So – the, the, they don't really weed themselves out. If Michigan Michigan is supposed to handle business against Purdue, so they should be able to make it. Yeah. Purdue should be able to beat uh-huh. the state. So, I mean, I think the, the, the top four usually emerge themselves at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think the playoff expansion is a great idea. Just so yeah, can, I do too. So we can really find Uh-huh, them. yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, I like that four a lot. Uh-huh. I think TCU is, is better than a lot of people. Uh-huh. I think Michigan is better. Yeah, they got, they got a really good team this year. better than what people think and, just seeing how they beat Ohio State without Blake Corum. Uh-huh. Um, and just the, how bad they beat them is, 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 is yeah. shocking. But I like the top four. Um, I think it'll stay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, me too. Obviously, if if USC were to lose tonight, um, my first team would say, I think they might find a way to put Bama in over Ohio State. Because really? That loss That's true. Uh-huh. Michigan was just so... Yeah, I th- yeah. So I think Alabama would jump them with two losses. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think if, if, if Ohio State didn't get beat as badly as they did, I think it'd be a closer conversation, but they actually just got manhandled. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then quickly moving to NFL, I think the game of the week, 
Chiefs versus Bengals. Obviously, last year's AFC matchup, Bengals came out on top. Um, but the Chiefs are rolling this year. I mean, Travis Kelsey is putting up record numbers. Patrick Mahomes is finding his receivers. Bengals, they went on a little bit of run, lost the Titans. Um, but I, th- I think the Chiefs get this one. Yeah, I mean, Joe Mixon's health is in the air. No Jamar Chase. I mean, I feel like the Chiefs are just winning games. Like mm-hmm. They just find their ways to win. They won all the tough games they were supposed to win. And Patrick Mahomes is rolling right now. I mean, no Tyreek Hill. He's still finding a way to get the ball to his receivers. Andy Reid is one hell of a coach in my mm-hmm. opinion. So I think, they're, I think they'll win pretty convincingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do too, and I'm sorry. The Bengals beat the Titans. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, it's good stuff. So now for the final segment of this podcast, we're going to test TD's NFL and college football trivia. So we have 10 questions for you, and we're going to see how many you can get right. Let's do it. So what three quarterbacks in NFL history have won four or more Super Bowls? Yeah, <laughs> that's the obvious one. Brady. Uh, not to brag, I was asked this question the other day and I got it right. It so it looks bad if you don't get it. <laughs> Montana has. Yep. Brady Montana. This was the one that a lot of people struggle with. Is it Terry? Yeah, well, there we go. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is an interesting one. I didn't know this one. Which team has lost at least four Super Bowls? At least four mm-hmm. I uh, incorrect. It's the Broncos. Broncos have lost four Super Bowls at least. I know the Bill. The Bills have lost three because they lost three in that in the row. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was surprised. The Broncos, the Broncos are what two and four. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, in which city are the Giants located? The New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Isn't it in New Jersey? Yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah. It's it's it's, it's East yeah. Exactly. East Rutherford. Good job. Because a lot of a lot of non-football fans don't know that they're actually in New Jersey. Um, who are the only two quarterbacks to be named unanimous MVPs? Unanimous? Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd have to be Patrick Mahomes and Cam Aaron, right? Mm-mm. Or is Tom Brady one of them? Yeah. Yeah, Tom Brady's one of them. It's Brady and... You should get this. Come on. Brady, hold on. Unanimous. Unanimous league MVP. Uh, I, I want to say Peyton. I don't know why I want to say Peyton. Mm-mm. It's Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I know because a lot of people like I honestly kind of forgot like he 2019 was his year like he <laughs> he was yeah he was something else. <laughs> Who has the most rushing yards in NFL history? Rushing yards in mm-hmm. history. Very good, very good. Um, and obviously I had to throw the special teams in. Who has the most kick returns for a touchdown? Yeah, who was? Do you know who it was before? Mm-mm. Oh, it wasn't Devastor. Was it Daryl Green? Mm-mm. This one I didn't know. Not Dion, right? Uh-uh. It was Josh Cribbs. Uh, that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. a lot of people forget about Josh Cribbs. He he snuck his way in there. Um, I'm not expecting you to know this, but I just how many games did Walter Payton miss in his 13 year career? I'll give you a hint. It was very low. It's probably like three. One. one. In his 13 year career, you miss one game. Like how is it like? Yeah. <laughs> um, true or false? Has a player lost the Super Bowl but won the Super Bowl MVP? True or false? Mm-hmm. True. That is true. Good job. It was Chuck Howley of the Dallas Cowboys. 
So now we have four four questions, and these are going to be related to Villanova football. So, <laughs> what year did Villanova win the FCS national championship? Who was it against? What was the score? Bingo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, they have that in the. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I think I mean the running back. This this is pretty obvious. Who's got the most rushing yards in Villanova history? Do you know how many he had? Or like estimate? Over four thousand. Uh huh. Four thousand four hundred ninety-nine. That's 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 pretty crazy. <laughs> how many how many how many do you think you have right now? Do you know the exact number? I just went over a thousand for my career this year. Wow. Probably about maybe thirteen hundred. It's good stuff. When was Villanova's first football season? It's very, very, very far back. Like, I know that they stopped having football for a little bit. Yeah. And they picked it back up. But, like, before they picked it back up. We just celebrated 100 years of Villanova football recently. So I'm guessing 1920 or something. Yeah. 1920. Um, last question. How many Villanova players have been drafted into the NFL? Just like just like an estimate, like like what like number range? Between twenty and forty. Twenty and forty, really? Mm. Even more. Even more. Eighty. Eighty-seven. Mm. Eighty-seven have been drafted, yeah. and eighty-nine have played in the NFL. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? That'd be. Hopefully it's not. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's that's it's the dream. Um. So just one quick question here. What's your what's your advice to to any young any young football players? What um like what what would you say to them right now in the like uh any words of advice? Uh, I mean, I would just say I mean, whatever you got to do when you're chasing a goal, I feel like you got to just put everything you have on it. I feel mm-hmm. like if you really believe in yourself, I think that's the biggest thing. I always tell people self-talk is important. If, oh, yeah. If you don't believe you can do it, how do you expect someone else to believe you can do it? And I feel like those belief in yourself is something that people can see from outside uh-huh. looking in. So I, I tell people you should be permeating with, with confidence. You be like if your confidence insults somebody else, that's their insecurity. Mm-hmm. So you should never sell yourself short. You gotta be your own ener- energizer bunny, and you gotta just go get after it if you really love it. Yeah, that's good stuff. Definitely take those words of advice from someone who's had a stellar career and is gonna have an even better one in the future. Um, so thank you guys for listening. This was. The Sports Fanatic, Tom Albert Bowles, interviewee, TD. TD, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you for having me. All righty, guys. Have a wonderful night, and we will see you all next Friday. Make sure to keep tuning on to WXVU 89.1, The Roar. Good night.